Culprits, Crafts, and Crimes. I'm Kate. And I am Carly. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> so uh, for this week, uh, we are going to just do Perler Beads Crafts again. I will not lie to you, I got tired. I was taking down all my Christmas stuff and I did not plan a more elaborate craft. It's okay, <laughs> Perler Beads are still dope. It's fine. They're yep. still crafty. <laughs> exactly. I was in the snow all day today. I'm tired. <laughs> We're like, we, we want to do that one thing that's really easy. Let's <laughs> put a little beads in these little little cubby things. Yeah, so that's we what we've got. we do have an interesting case for you, if that makes yes. up for it. Like, <laughs> if that makes up for the craft that you guys don't like ever get to see us do and instead like, only maybe see pictures of. So Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we're better about that. We're, we're not good at that. Anyway, yes, we do have a good case for you guys today. We are going to be talking about Israel Keys. My best friend in the entire world recommended this to me, and when she came up to visit, because she lives out of state, she told me about it like the entire time in the car. <laughs> Very animated. So Tucker, thank you for the suggestion. It was really interesting to look into, just a little messed up too. Yeah. Uh, disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. Uh, this uh, episode will feature obviously murder, but it will also we we ghost over this subject just because there's no need to go into it further and it's yucky and icky. But it will also mention rape. Uh, and dismemberment. Yep. So, strap in. <laughs> Settle down. Like, like, oh. We both kind of just like did like a dig deep breath and was like, let's go. <laughs> I love how on your computer, because uh, we can see like... Oh our, yeah, like the our, time, yeah, the, like the sound. <laughs> it's always like when we laugh uncomfortably at something, it just spikes super dramatically. <laughs> I can only hope that people are being, like, deafened by the yeah. sound of our laughter. We're sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, dismemberment. Because <laughs> we feel uncomfortable. And it's just even like... <laughs> It just, like, spikes again. Well, anyway. we're enjoying ourselves. <laughs> don't mind us. I know. Well, we laugh because we're uncomfortable. We don't know what to do with ourselves. Anyway, let's yep. just dive right into it. <laughs> yes. This case, um... So I'll kind of go into a little bit about him then. Um, to give you some backstory. We've got some, we've got some interesting early life for you for um this american serial killer <laughs> and yes we are doing a serial killer this week so yeah we like that sometimes i don't know it's just it was interesting and it's weird like this one isn't the same as some of the other serial killers like we've been able to give you guys like a full detailed victim list yeah be like he killed this many people definitely these were their names this is what happened to them this is how they he found them like um yeah, this guy's got a different MO, so... Definitely different, so it's, it's spicy. It's spicy and it's different, <laughs> you guys will really like it. Yes. So, let's kind of start off with early life. Um, I was born Israel Keys uh, on January 7th of 1978 in Cove, Utah. He was the second of ten children uh, to John and Heidi. Yeah, right? A lot of kids. Uh, and the his parents really didn't believe in, like, government interference. No. And so they didn't go to, like, public schools. They didn't do any of that kind of stuff. Public so, mm -hmm. right? yeah. yeah, so around, so he was born in, like, Cove, Utah. But then um, at just a young age, they ended up moving to live an isolated life in the woods of Cove, Washington. So yet again, another serial killer from the <laughs> beautiful state of Washington. <laughs> For those of you who are new-time listeners, Carly and I are both living currently in the state of washington i was born and raised here carly was not she just came for all the shenanigans yeah like it's, it's unfortunate but yeah. a lot of the murders and serial killers that we look up i'm always like oh where, where were these victims found? oh washington of course like, yeah it's like oregon washington this is like the home for right? scary things right so i do yes. want to mention a couple of things about like israel's like uh, early life his family was mormon 
Like, mm-hmm. they were Mormon, and that could have contributed to maybe all the kids. But they later deconverted and became, like, like to fundamental yeah. Christianity, which uh, he described as, like, terrible. He's like, yeah. like, like, he later, like, renounced all Christianity, mm-hmm. like, in his teenage years, and instead turned to uh, Satanism. But, like, growing up, he would, like, break into neighbors' homes to steal their guns because he loved hunting. And he said that he loved hunting, quote, anything with a heartbeat, which, big yikes. Big yikes. <laughs> That's the number one red flag right there in right? itself. And, like, an interview later on, he was quoted to have said, I've known since I was 14 that there were things that I thought were normal and okay that nobody else seemed to think were normal and okay. So he was like, hey, maybe I was doing things that I shouldn't have, but whatever. Like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't think there was a problem. Yeah, his parents had nine other kids yeah. to look after. Like, I get it. Like, it's... Yeah, like, because, like, at a young age, too, like, when I said that he had, they had moved, you know, to live in the woods, and then they kind of had changed their faith, and then in the 1990s, relocated to Oregon, and then again moved to Maine to become an Amish. Yeah, they they went all over the map. They were kind of all over the map. I did find this interesting fact. Uh, It says that when he moved to, like, the area, Mm -hmm. his, like, when he was, like, three, so, like, when he was really young. Uh, his family moved into like a one-room cabin with no heat, no electricity, and no running water. Yeah. So, so they were they were all about that no government life. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> but it did say like he later on, like his family would later on to become neighbors and friends with another serial killer. Uh, like yeah, like, yeah. It's like I don't know how to say that last name. It's like Chevy and then K E H O E. Like yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll have to look into that case. Yeah, seriously. But like when I read that, I was like, oh, fascinating. The oh, serial killers grew up next to each other. That's terrifying. Like <laughs> we're breeding them so frequently over here. <laughs> Don't come to Washington. Yeah, Stay away. Carly was like, oh, we're survivors. I'm like, I'm honestly surprised we haven't been murdered yet. <laughs> As, as sad as that sounds. Like, honestly, like, we don't go it's nowhere true. alone. You, it's, it's dark. You, you carry something with you. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's scary out here. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> but, yeah, as a teen, he definitely just told his family, yeah, I no longer agree with anything that you guys believe in. His father disowned him. He was still, like, had a relationship with his mother, but he definitely just, like, left the family and, like, well, it's the hard omnish. His father, yeah, yeah. disowns you. It's, like, it's hard to maintain any kind of, like, genuine relationship with your yeah. mother or your family. Exactly. So in July of 1998, he actually ended up joining the U.S. Army. Yeah, he was in there for a couple years, I think, until, like, 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the, like, his buddies in the Army described him as, like, quiet, kept to himself, you know, typical, but they also mentioned that he seemed to drink heavily on the weekends, often finishing a bottle of his favorite wild turkey bourbon all by himself, just for the weekend. Yeah. And as someone who has had bourbon, I'm 21, uh, <laughs> as someone who has had bourbon, not a fan, I mean, no, no, not a fan, I changed my mind, and not a fan, <laughs> and I couldn't imagine sitting there, like, even at my saddest and my loneliness, I'm just drinking an entire bottle. No, ma'am. No, thank you. I drink like two Mike's Harders, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> couldn't imagine. So that's that was like a big, big warning sign. And everyone was like, oh, it's cool, it's fine. He did receive like a lot of medals uh, while he was in the military. It was like four or five. I have like an Army Achievement Medal, an Army Service Ribbon, a Marksman Badge with a Rifle Bar, an Expert Infantryman Badge. I said that word so weird. <laughs> An air assault badge. So he he did. He was doing a lot well. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like despite being a bit of a loner 
and all that heavy drinking, he was still succeeding in the army, or at least doing well enough to be recognized for some of the aspects that he yeah. was good at. So they really didn't have much as far as like him being a troublemaker um, in within law enforcement. Like there was no record until he later ended up telling the FBI once he was caught. So when I was probably like 18 to 20, he's like, I don't really remember the exact time frame, but yeah, um, I had raped a girl in Oregon and they were like, um, okay. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I I had tried to kill her and then just wasn't able to fully commit to it. Yeah. So it says that his like first attack ever that started all of this, this long, long road, uh, was in Oregon, and they said between like 1977, not get away. But he's like, yeah, never making that mistake again, which is horrifying. And that led to the life that he lived. In um, 2007, he ended up moving to Anchorage, Alaska, and kind of established some sort of Keys Construction Company. So after his name, um, and from there, he decided to base out and started traveling. Or so everyone thought. Yeah, I mean, he would travel, but it was not for pure reasons. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He was out planning and killing victims. Yeah, and (laughs) for real, like, there's no, there's like a couple, I think there's only like three for sure confirmed victims of his suspected around 11, but like, they're like, oh, I think there's suspected 11, but there's also all these unsolved and missing persons cases that they could also potentially leak to him, like up to 30. Yeah, so that was... So there's no, mm. like, concise amount, but he would go and, like, plant these, like, go bags in yeah. these locations that he would later use to, you know, murder his victims. And the thing was, is this guy, like, he, he liked Ted Bundy. He, like, idolized him. He found him fascinating. Yeah, he would research them. Yeah, and... But unlike Ted Bundy, Israel Keys didn't have, like, a victimology... Like, he didn't have, like, an M.O. Literally all of his victims were victims of opportunity. The ones he murdered, because he did do some other stuff. He was an arsonist. He was a bank robber. Uh, (laughs) It seemed to, like, police theorize that he burglarized between 20 to 30 homes in the U.S. He robbed uh, a bank. He robbed a couple banks, and he even set a Texas home on fire. Yeah. So he he wasn't a great guy. He was doing all things he wasn't supposed to. But the murders especially, he was just kind of taking victims as they could come. Because he would, like, stake out parks and, like, campgrounds and stuff like that. Yeah, so he would pretty much, like, rob banks, homes, stash money, and then travel to all these different places. And then kind of put, like, to-go bags, essentially. Like, he'd stash money. He'd stash, like, weapons. He'd stash, like, stuff to dispose of the bodies. In all these, like, random places, like, yeah, like, the parks and campgrounds and he, walking trails. He did not want to get caught. Like, he made an active effort to not get caught. When he would do this traveling, he would always pay for everything in cash. He would take his cell phone battery out so he couldn't be tracked. Like, he was He would go off the grid, yeah. yeah. he would go off the grid. He would never kill uh, near where he lived because he didn't want it being traced back to him. He never killed, like, anybody close to him because he didn't want it being traced back to him. Like, he was actively trying to, like, not get caught. 
yeah, his usual routine pretty much would be, I'm gonna fly to some sort of part of the country, rent a vehicle, drive hundreds of miles around, like kind of dumping those sites, remembering where those were, set up and bury those murder kits, and then just kind of stake out the targeted areas and just find someone and murder them. And there was really no method to his madness. It was all opportunity. And there weren't ever witnesses. He kind of was very smart about those kind of things. He, he yeah. did say, like, in an interview, like, later on, I don't have the direct quote anymore, but he did say something about how he would kill these people, like, as, you know, victims of opportunity in places where there weren't really witnesses. Like, he would do it in places where he's like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of rare that those people were even there. Mm-hmm. Like, there shouldn't have been people, or it was, you know, yeah, a coincidence. Was... Like, he wasn't trying to make a spectacle. Some serial killers, like, have taunted police mm-hmm. or, like, come and catch me. I'm doing all these things, and you still can't catch me. He was like, no, don't catch me. I'm going to be just doing my thing. And, I yeah. mean, there's no reason or way for police to link these murders together. Mm-mm. They were across state borders. Yeah, and he, he would be, yeah, all over the country. So it wasn't like he was going to be able to be caught because he was always gone. As soon as he'd murder somebody, he was out of there as soon as possible. Like, yeah. And back he, home, yep. back, whatever. So it, before any like real investigation could be conducted, he would be gone. And there'd be no reason to suspect him because obviously he's from out of state. They don't know why he's there and he's home back doing what he's supposed to be. Yeah. But the reason this case is so, <laughs> so intense and so gruesome is because the, there's one victim that is well known, uh, Samantha Coney. She <laughs> she was essentially the ticket to his downfall. He made two very important mistakes. Yes, and I, like, I have so many, like, I have, like, two full pages of notes. I'm, like, <laughs> so like, hyped right now. go. Like, so, like, okay, you guys, I got a story for you, and it's a sad one. Like, so strap in. I meant it earlier. <laughs> yeah. February 1st, 2012, uh, Samantha was working at Common Grounds Coffee, when a man wearing a ski mask ordered coffee and when she went to go hand it to him he pulled out a gun and tried to rob her like he demanded money when she gave it to him he like jumped through the window tied her up with zip ties and was like okay you're coming with me where's your car and she was like i don't have one uh and he was like okay well then you're gonna come with me to like my truck and he started taking her to where he had parked his truck like around the alley and she tried to make a break for it smart i mean girl go for Mm -hmm. it but Unfortunately, he did catch her, and he put, like, a gun to her and was like, hey, don't try it again. You know, you're not going to make it out. So he was able to get her into his white trucks. And he had, like, planned this before. The truck didn't have plates. Like, there was no, like, easily recognizable thing about it. Even getting her was an entire plan. Like, he ended up finding, like, all of her information. Like, got her PIN numbers and her ATM card and, like, her phone. He went into All this stuff. So, like, when he got her in the car, he was like, okay. Like, he made up a plan. He's like, okay, I'm going to ask for a ransom to get you back. Where's your phone? And she's like, I don't have it. It's in the coffee stand. He went back to the coffee stand, got her phone, and then came back. And she was like, listen, my family isn't rich. You're not going to get a lot of money. And he was like, no, the public's going to be sympathetic. The public Mm -hmm. is going to help get this ransom because he wanted 30 grand. And it's for later down the line. But the public actually did help, so he wasn't wrong. Yeah. But he sent two messages on her phone, the first to her boyfriend and the second to her boss at the coffee stand, basically saying, like, she had, like, a bad day and she was going to take the weekend off to, like, get over it because she needed, like, time to relax. So mm-hmm. he was buying himself time to basically kidnap her. So uh, he, you know, asked her, like, hey, you know, what's your money situation? Where do you live? She told him, and he went to her house. Like, this is why it's so hard, too. He went to her house to get her ATM card and... 
Uh, he well, first he put her in his shed. So he drove home, put yeah. her in his shed, uh, turned on the radio so the neighbors wouldn't hear her. Said, "Hey, I have a police scanner in my car. So if you notify anybody, I'm gonna know about it mm-hmm. first and get back here and kill you before the police can come and save you." I mean, terrifying. Yeah. I get it. And then he went to her house to get her get her ATM card. He did, but he was almost caught by her boyfriend. Like, her boyfriend confronted him, went inside to, like, go get help and something Mm -hmm. to defend himself, and by the time he came back out, he was gone. Yeah. And, like, how heartbreaking is that to know that, like, later, I'd have so much guilt if the person that, like, I cared about got taken by this dude. I saw him. And mm-hmm. obviously he didn't know at the time that yeah, his girlfriend yeah. had been abducted. But, like, later on, connecting the dots, seeing the picture, like, recognizing that that was the man who took your girlfriend. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I would have been, like, rethinking every single moment, like, movement. Like, I, if I would have known, and, yeah, like, I could have so done so many guilt, things. So much guilt. Yeah. So when uh, Israel went back to his shed, mm-hmm. he sexually assaulted Sam and then uh, asphyxiated her. He strangled her. Uh, and left her out in the shed, and then he went on a two-week cruise. His cruise, his cruise was pre-planned. To be fair, yeah. Like I don't want to say to be fair in this situation, but to be fair, it was because he had like made that mistake of killing in his hometown. He'd never yeah. done that before. Nope. Never done anything in his hometown. He was like, I gotta get away. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna take this cruise. It was like the next day, so he killed Sam, and then mm-hmm. the next day went on a cruise. He came back on uh, February 17th, so he was gone a full like 15 yeah. days, and. Uh, The whole time the family thought that she was alive because he had made that ransom and they were still working on... Well, so they didn't, like, they knew that she was missing. Yeah. They they thought that she just took the weekend off and then when they didn't hear from her, they're like, okay, hold on a second. But he took that cruise Mm -hmm. and then when he came back from the cruise, he was like, okay, she's already dead in the shed, by the way. She's Mm -hmm. been dead in the shed for two weeks and Carly and I were literally talking about (laughs) how that... Because I was like, hey, I mean, I get it's February, but, like, how did she not decompose? How did she not like look really dead because he yeah like uh he oh my god it's so gross he like put makeup on her and posed her with a newspaper propped her eyes open to make it look like she was still alive and then took a polaroid picture of her to use for the ransom but she'd already been dead Mm -hmm. for two weeks at this point so i was like how how did she that long or at least look awful yeah i mean like i've seen the picture and you guys if you want to you can go find it online like it was horrifyingly like easily accessible to the public like she looks she doesn't bad. look great yeah she looks bad but she doesn't look dead like i could see yeah. why the picture would pass but like knowing what i know and then looking at it it just it made my stomach hurt mm-hmm. but um so so yeah the family really thought that she was still alive why would she not like why yeah. would they not he why would you share picture? a picture and mm-hmm yeah oh my god like it's just bad so what he did is he took this polaroid picture and he still had sam's phone so he placed like the note, the ransom note, uh, in Connor's dog park under a memorial flyer of a dog named Albert, bringing my doggo Albert into it, and then texted her boyfriend from her phone saying, hey, the ransom note is under Albert. And that's mm-hmm. how he said it. He didn't say like, oh, look under this flyer. He just said it's under Albert. And yeah. um, so they went and found it. The police received it. Uh, and the days that followed, so he's like, okay, I've placed the ransom. She's just rotting away in my shed. I need to get rid of this evidence. Like, the money's going to come. Because mm-hmm. um, he asked that it be transferred into, like, Sam's account. Her account. account. Yeah, because yeah, he, he had, had his it. card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're both like, yes! <laughs> so he dismembered Sam's body, drove out to Matanuska Lake. Correct me if I'm wrong on saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> he cut a hole into the ice and then put her body in the lake. Yeah. And... 
<laughs> I couldn't imagine dismembering somebody and doing that. Like, he could have technically just, like, cut a hole, big enough hole and dropped her. Because she mm-hmm. just, but, like, look, you just yeah, drop, well, like, drop sadly, all Yeah, dropping pieces of her into the lake. And because it was, like, frozen, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the lake's not going to diff off for a while. And I guess if it was cold enough for the lake to be, like, iced over... If she was outside in the shed, I guess that's why she didn't decompose. But, like, that was a big question on my mind for mm-hmm. a minute. Um, so, the pu- he, he was right. Like, Keyes was right when he said the public would help get the money together. The public did get the $30,000. Yeah. The money was deposited. And then, obviously, because police officers aren't stupid, they were like, hey, we're going to just track the ATM withdrawals and mm-hmm. see where this guy's going and see where he's at. Yeah. So, he pretty much ended up going back to his old life. He was traveling. He was going out. Like, we don't know for sure if he was out still killing other people, mm-hmm. but he was still traveling and making those trips and going yeah. different places. He's probably still putting those... To go back. Yeah, yeah. Like, all of those things. And then... A couple months later, um, in Texas, they caught his rental car and him using that ATM card. Yeah. Which, mistake number two. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So, yeah, he was found, and they had it on camera from an ATM camera and linked him to the card and the murder and his rental car. And so, in March 16th of 2012, um, he was arrested in Lufkin, Texas, at first, it was just for the credit card fraud. So they brought him back to Anchorage, Alaska, back to like, you know, where he lives, and then tried him for that. And it was also like, oh, by the way, we know you did Murder, this. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, April 2nd, the body was actually found. And then April 18th, the grand jury was like, yep, you kidnapped and killed this woman. And so they brought him in and tried him for all of that. And it's interesting to think that during that whole process, he finally confessed to, like, a couple of the murders and other things that he had done so that they could find the bodies. Or if they had found them, he was like, yeah, it was me. So he made a deal with officers. Like, he's like, listen, I've done this before. You're never going to find the bodies. You're never going to give the victim's family's closure. You're never going to, like figure out which ones I did unless I tell you because they're so random and scattered. Yeah. And police were like, okay, well, what do you want? He didn't want his mother or especially his daughter knowing what he had done, knowing about the crime. So he's like, listen, I don't I don't want them to know. Like, I don't want this to be a big publicized thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I want them to... He said, especially for his daughter, I want her to live a normal life. I don't want her to have this, like, hanging over her head. Which I can understand coming from, like, you know, a parent's point of view. If you've messed up, you don't want your kids to know or you don't want them to view you as right. a failure. But at the same time... You were a big failure. Yeah, it's like you should, like, like, be like, hi, don't be like me. I'm surprised he didn't, like, ask to see his daughter one last time or, like, yeah. write her a letter or something be like, hey, don't be like me. Like, I get the embarrassment and the shame uh, that he probably, like, hopefully yeah. felt. Like, but I, I I mean, and as an officer, I probably would have been like, yeah, sure, okay. Tell mm-hmm. me about the murders now, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever you can to get them to talk is whatever. And so later on in, like, other interviews and just, like, people continuing to investigate the whole thing, he was ended up talking to FBI and would, like, later refer to, like, other murders. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, less than a dozen they were for sure on that. They're like, you know, it wasn't very many people, but then he kept referring to multiple murders and other things that had happened. And the FBI kind of started making a list of all of his trips and noted that it was about 35 trips made from either 2004 to 2012. And again, he could he could have gone to these yeah. places and just placed the go bag and not, you know, had not time done to anything. Move anything. Yeah. yeah. The reason why the FBI 
was like, okay, it's definitely 11, is because on December 1st, 2012, uh, Keyes committed suicide. He, despite, you know, obviously efforts to not get him a razor blade, he got one. He slit Mm -hmm. his wrist and strangled himself with his bed sheet. Yeah. But 11 skulls were drawn in his blood and a pentagram. So I heard 11, I heard 12, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, well, the 12th skull could have been for him since he technically still you know, took Killed his own himself, life. Yeah. But um, that's why FBI is more keen to say, oh, there was probably 11 murders for the 11 skulls, but with how often he traveled, who knows? I am assuming it would have been more if he wouldn't have been stopped. Yeah. But my big thing about this is, like, what happened with Sam? Like, that... That was so out of his... So out of character. Yeah, that was so out of his MO. And they, like, I remember... Nothing I really read something, had one, but... Yeah, I remember, like, the police asked him, like, you know, why was this so out of character for you? And he was just like, I don't know. He's like, I guess I just slipped up, I guess. I have a direct quote, but I don't know where it went. But, like, <laughs> he basically said, like, you know, back when I was smart, I would let them come to me. Yeah. Like, I wonder if maybe he saw her something in his murderous brain was like, oh, she's the one, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then he just acted on impulse and then just kind of was making everything yeah. up on the spot. But, like, the other thing is, too, like, he was so cautious when he was out of state. Like, he killed out of state so it wouldn't be linked back yeah. to him. He paid everything in cash so it wouldn't be linked back to him. He took out his phone battery so it wouldn't be linked back to him. And then he kidnaps his girl, asks for a ransom, new. That's mm-hmm. a new MO that he's doing. I don't know if he was spiraling or evolving or just getting more confident. Maybe he was just too scared that things would be found because maybe he had that run-in with her boyfriend and he would have been like... that could have caused a panic. Because yeah. he didn't, um, you know, he didn't go and kill her until like after mm-hmm. that. Like, and then maybe that was the stressor. Maybe he's like, oh crap, he saw me. He's going to like link things to me because he went and killed her after he saw her mm-hmm. boyfriend. So maybe that's a good point. But, like, the other thing is, too, he asked for ransom money, which is so out of character for him, but then he, like, used her ATM card, and it's yeah. like, dude, you, like, you were paying in cash for everything because you know that that can get tracked. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Why are you all of a sudden deciding, well, I mean, I guess because they had deposited, the family had deposited, you know, so much money into her account that maybe he was just like, let's live off of her for a while. Yeah, but why but, don't you take out the, like, I know obviously yeah. you can't take out big sums of money without like the bank being like high especially Mm -hmm. on someone else's card but at the same time if the atm camera has a camera and you're you know taking money out with a card why didn't like maybe that raise a red flag but wouldn't he think like if i'm not her taking out money with her card wouldn't that be suspicious well i mean to be fair like i've used like old boyfriends cards and stuff like i've known pins and they've been like hey can you just go to the atm and grab something while i'm like in the store and i'm like Mm -hmm. yeah sure or i've used like my dad's and I mean, I it, like it wouldn't be like super suspicious unless mm-hmm. it was continuously happening. Yeah. But, like, unless it was like large sums. But it of took money. a couple ATMs. Like they they tracked a couple ATMs, but I'm surprised that they weren't like, oh, yep, there it is. There's yeah. Like there's a guy. Like it took a while for them to like get a picture of him and everything. But I just don't understand how he devolved so quickly or was like, yeah. changed his MO so quickly. Because like, there he, wasn't like a mess up before, really. Sam wasn't like connected to him in any way. Mm-mm. Like he, she wasn't like. I want to say she wasn't someone special to him, but she wasn't. So yeah. I don't understand, like, where that big drastic change came from. Mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully, because he was slipping up, he did get caught. But still, like, yeah, how terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. just so random. Like, how terrible. Like, not only, like, how he, like, he would, like, the victims that he did kill, the women, he would sexually assault, just mm-hmm. like with Sam. 
but he strangled her, he sexually assaulted her, he dismembered her, but he posed her body. Like, he put makeup mm-hmm. on her and propped her eyes open. Like, that's that's gross. Yeah. That's gross, and it's, like, abuse of a corpse. Like, come mm-hmm. on. And he did all of that for money that he was, like, he was robbing banks and yeah. robbing houses. He was like, that obviously, was working for him. Yeah. He was, like, stop. Just, you couldn't be doing that by yourself. He but was no. stealing for, like, 11 years, they said. It was, like, from 2001 to 2012, mm-hmm. like, after he got out of the military. Yeah, it was pretty much right after that, like, yeah, the whole time. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe something happened to him in the military that wasn't mm. documented. Yeah, because but, where did that transfer come from? From exactly. him being like, well, I know his like childhood, he had like a weird obsession with hunting and killing things, but and like torturing animals. Yeah. But at the same time, he went into the military. They said he was, you know, a regular dude of the sorts. As soon as that ends, yeah. he's out there for people. Yeah, no, because he, he took that poor girl, like, was right away and was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, here we go. I mean, I think that was in 1998, though, so that was, like, what, Ish. right before? It could have mm-hmm. been right before he went into the military, and then he got into the military, stopped, and then as soon as he got out, yeah. he started robbing banks and houses and was setting fire to things, uh, especially houses. Like, <laughs> so he was getting money. Like, he was yeah. he was able to live off of the money that he was getting from these robberies that he was successful in. Like, he committed up to 30, like, home robberies. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're not going to make millions doing that, but you're going to make a good amount yeah. of cash. So I don't understand why he... Like, something must have happened to where he's like, okay, yeah. I need this money. I do believe you You made a good point. I think the boyfriend catching him spooked him. Mm-hmm. And he probably was like, oh, crap. Like, I don't think he intended to leave her alive. Yeah. But I think the reason it why... It caused a lot of yeah. uncertainty and drastic decisions. Which I also had ended up reading that he did confess to, like, I think it was a couple's murder. Yeah. Um, just because it was so obviously him yeah. that he was like, might as well tell you because you're obviously going to figure it out when you find them right. that it was me anyways. Right. But other than that, yeah, he didn't really confess he or, like, describe. He didn't give names because yeah. he might not have known them. But mm-hmm. he didn't give names. He didn't give too many details. He pretty much was like, oh, this is the area that they're in. Yeah. Like, and when they tried to press him for more details, he was like, nope, you can just find him there, though. Yeah. Like, it, it was weird. It seemed like he seemed really disconnected or really uninterested mm-hmm. in it, almost. And kind of jumping back into his obsession with, like, researching other serial killers and stuff, like, he definitely would really investigate their sort of um, whereabouts or, like, how they would do things. But then during one of his interviews, he was like, yeah, I'm my own person. Like, I... I studied them all but I did my own thing yeah which he did I mean fair like Granted. a lot of other serial killers had specific people that they targeted he definitely didn't but it's just yeah it's so weird that he was one of those people who became a serial killer because of somebody else who yeah. was I mean he grew up next to a yeah. person who grew up to be a serial killer which so. I want to dig into that now yeah. because that's super interesting yeah it's terrifying too like, <laughs> but Uh, Yeah, so a lot of people find this case both horrifying and interesting just because of what happened to Samantha. Just because, I mean, this guy was getting away with murder. Like, Mm -hmm. he was killing people just at random. And And it was different. What band's different? All kinds of stuff. There was no connection to it. It just seemed to be at random. It was spur of the moment. It seemed to just be victims of opportunity. And that's so hard to, I wonder if it was a challenge. Like, I wonder if he would bury that kind of, you know, like, his, like, kits. 
yeah. bury those with like a specific items and be like, I have to kill with this. Like, what like if it was like a game? game? Yeah, that'd be interesting too. Yeah, he seems like a like he seemed interesting to like un, uh, unwrap and unveil. Just mm-hmm. like like because I I like I want to know like they asked him like, hey, why was this so different than what you usually do? And he kind of just went like ah, you know, like seriously, <laughs> like don't worry about it. Kind <laughs> of like Waluigi there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so. Interesting case. Thank you again, Tucker, for yes, the recommendation. Thank you. <laughs> we do really enjoy doing your guys' recommendations. I had I apparently I'd never heard of this one. I've uh, heard of the name, but I haven't really like dug into it. I knew he was a serial never killer, heard but of it. yeah. I'm not surprised that he was in Washington State though at one point. <laughs> like he did yep. kill he killed up to four people in Washington mm-hmm. State. He lived so, here for a while. Yeah, seriously. So ugh, this state. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to move. Yeah. We need new like homes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like next week. Live from San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, somewhere else. Like live from somewhere else. <laughs> we moved. <laughs> anyway, okay. So yes, shorter a little bit. I mean, we do like 40 it's a little shorter but we did okay we did okay (laughs) well i guess we don't want to take up too much of your time so thank you if you're always listening to us like when you're at home chilling doing your own thing or if you have a long drive to work and you listen to us chat (laughs) some people listen to us while they're at work which is cool yeah (laughs) so we appreciate it you guys are awesome you've been really supportive we always appreciate you know all of the likes and the comments and the stories and the killers that you guys recommend like you guys let us do all this yeah. fun stuff so and in case you're wondering um we are kind of averaging around like 60 right now i think i think something like that yeah so thank you i know woo like and it's not just like in the u.s we have i saw like mexico i think yeah. canada australia i mean who knows where they're from or like yeah. you know why how they found us but if you're listening from there definitely if you're not following us Go check us out and let us know um, if you're listening from another country. Yeah, or, that's super cool. When least, I saw, or other states. When I, saw yeah. that, when I saw the stats for it, I was like, mm-hmm. hey, yo, <laughs> we're getting global. <laughs> I was so excited. So, yeah, yes. if you guys don't follow us on Instagram or Facebook, be sure to look up Culprits, Crafts, and Crimes. You'll be uh, easily able to find us on the Facebook page. We do post uh, videos every, most Tuesdays. <laughs> most Tuesdays we post yes. Tuesday talks where we talk There's about There's one cases. this week. <laughs> there was one this week. Uh, we post uh, cold, you know, cold cases, old stories to mm-hmm. like dive into with you guys. Super fun. And then most Fridays, most Fridays, I can't say every Friday now. <laughs> most Fridays, we do post our updates. So be sure to follow us and jump along for the ride because we're gonna be here probably for a while. So strap in. <laughs> I've said that like three times. Like double, triple buckle. Yeah, <laughs> you're in that middle seat in the back. With the the, and the mom waist. can't drive. Exactly. <laughs> All the buckles, because right. it gets bumpy. <laughs> Seriously, with some of these cases, it gets bumpy. It's crazy. Anyway, yes. be sure to follow us and join us next week for all of these shenanigans. I hope you guys all had a great New Year's. I just, Happy New Year, yeah, yes. Yeah, right? I just, uh, I just thought of something. When this goes up, because we don't always record on Fridays, but when this goes up, it'll be a day after... Uh, Key's birthday, January seventh. Oh, yeah. I just looked over and saw my calendar, and I was like, "Oh dang!" <laughs> like, oh well, there's that. Yeah, right. So, so it's relevant. Happy that, anniversary! That, yeah, it's relevant. That's linked totally on purpose, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Definitely planned that way. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you all. We appreciate you. Thanks for another week. We're here. We're having fun. <laughs> Clearly, all these like awkward laughs. It's yeah. like, like our outros are never just 
like outros are like two or three minutes of us just talking about nonsense and like awkwardly laughing before we're like, okay, we should probably end the episode now. <laughs> like, I guess I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We should probably end the episode now. <laughs> are you sure you don't want to hear us babble about random things? <laughs> no, because we go like 10 minutes in the beginning and 10 minutes out. Like our 40 minutes, like 15 of them is just random. <laughs> it's fine though. Well, anyways, as always, stay, stay safe, safe out there. there.